Okay. Three, two. I need this part so that I know how to edit it. Three, two, one. Hi, everybody. This is Johnny, and I want to welcome all of you to the uh, first edition, the first episode of our podcast, Parent with a Purpose. And uh, this is my wife, Anne. Hello. And we're glad that you're joining us, and we probably need to tell you what this is all about. So, and what's the point of all this? Well, the point of all this is to share ideas and tools to help parents, or par- yeah, parents, to create a healthy, loving, joy-filled family. What they're hoping for. That's good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we know that a lot of us plan out our families carefully um, and others of us don't and we kind of find ourselves how did how did we get to this place but either way it's never too late to start planning and parenting with a plan and with a purpose and um, the sooner you start the sooner you're going to experience the lasting effects of having a purposeful um what purposeful family family (laughs) yeah and having your kids be healthier and happier and everybody being healthier and happier i guess so yeah so welcome everybody Uh, i guess we probably should start by telling you a little bit about ourselves uh so uh, we've been married for 25 years and we have four kids and Anne is uh kind of the mastermind of our family in terms of keeping us on an even keel. We're both very different, so we thought that we would take a minute or two to uh, tell you a little bit about each other so that you get a good picture of what we're all about and how we come at things. Yeah, uh, yeah, but let, let me just clarify. I, I don't think even keel is is really the descriptor there. I keep us pointed in a direction, I think. If we're talking about a boat, I can get a little, you know tipsy and wavy and whatever uh all right maybe i keep us on the even keel and you just keep us going forward maybe that's better all right so so ann um is the a type of person who likes to have things organized Mm -hmm. she likes to have a plan in place she likes to stick with that plan in place but she is really passionate about uh doing things in a way that benefit uh, the kids and the family as a whole. And sometimes when you're parenting, uh, it's easy to not do that. And that's kind of the whole purpose for this is to to think about how we parent and the decisions we make as we're parenting. And so oftentimes, um, you know, Anne is the one that can see longer range in the family dynamic. And that's uh, really been a great thing for us and helpful at times because that's not always me. Yes, very true. Um, and and we do balance each other because Johnny is really good at the here and now. And um, so it it's we feel like it's worked pretty well. We feel like we have a happy, healthy family. And um, in addition to our personalities, we have both worked with families and children of all ages seemingly forever Mm -hmm. we both were involved in camps and youth groups and um 
work with children now and have observed, you know, our friends' families and our siblings' families. So we have a lot of just, what's the word? Experience. Yes. We've been around it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we have fostered four children. So we've kind of seen the good, the bad, and the ugly in, in many ways. That's for sure. And so that has really been spurring a lot of this on to see, wow, we can do some serious damage to our children and to see that these little things that we didn't even really think were a big deal really are big deals. Yeah. I mean, having four foster kids come and be a part of our family at different times really has given us a unique view of um, what can happen to kids when uh, they have parents who don't make decisions for the long term and the real challenging impact that can have on kids. And so we have, uh, I don't know if I said this, we have four kids of our own. Um, They're about two years apart from each other. And uh, so our oldest is finishing up college now, and our youngest is a freshman in high school. And so they're kind of in between there. And we don't want to come across saying that we're um, experts in this. We stumble along just like every parent does. But absolutely, we've learned some things along the way. And this is a great opportunity to share what we've learned. And hopefully it gets you thinking about how you parent and uh, the decisions you make as you parent. I think one of the things that's worked well for us is even though we're different people and sometimes come at it differently, um, without a doubt, we have always wanted uh, for our kids uh, to be well-adjusted, to be holistically happy and healthy. And uh, so uh, that's really, I think, driven us in the right direction. You know, we wanted uh, to raise good children And then we wanted to raise good teenagers. And then at some point, you have to really work on raising adults, too. And so we've kind of been through those stages. And it's kind of fun now to be able to talk about some of those experiences along the way. And so we hope that this podcast, as we jump into some of those things, we'll have some laughs along the way where we can uh, make fun of ourselves a bit. Uh, Hopefully, there'll be some poignant moments. But most of all, hopefully, it'll get you to think about how some really simple decisions you make as a parent and some really deep decisions you make as a parent can have a really long-lasting good impact on your kids and on your family as a whole, right? Yeah, totally. So let's start for today to just talk about the idea that our short-term decisions have long-lasting effects. On our kids. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the things that's really easy to overlook. Uh, Almost every moment of parenting when you're raising a kid, uh, moment to moment, is short-term decisions with your kids. And sometimes it's easy to overlook the fact that every one of those decisions will have a (laughs) long-term effect and impact. Unfortunately. And sometimes that's good, but sometimes all you're doing is digging yourself a deeper and deeper hole. And so to talk about that a little bit more, let's just talk about a couple really simple examples that every single parent experiences and uh, goes through. Yep. So um, the first thing that comes to my mind is sleep. And I never knew how much I needed sleep. I knew I needed sleep. 
I like sleep, but <laughs> as any parent knows, when you are deprived of it at the first the first few days, weeks, months, however long it goes, it is the worst. It is the worst. <laughs> it's so terrible. I didn't know that uh, part of the first year of parenting was going to be crying because I was so tired and sleep deprived. Yeah, that's your crying and my crying. Yep, yep. Yeah. Not the kid, us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So this is, you know, what the takeaway, what one of the things that we learned was that sleep is really important for everyone's health and well-being, for everyone to function and the whole family. So even if it's just three of you or two of you, for the baby to be happy the baby to grow, the baby to feel good, the baby needs sleep. And same thing for the parents. So knowing this, recognizing this and not getting that, I turned to, you know, every book I could get my hands on at the time. It wasn't, I didn't have Google. There wasn't a Google. No, that was a little bit ago. <laughs> um, we did have, I think, dial-up. We had AOL dial-up. So it just took a long time for things to, to <laughs> I load I don't think I knew then. how to search. Yeah. Anyway, so I did I did find a good, a great book that I loved. And it, um, I liked it for many reasons. Um, it just fit my personality. I had friends who found success with it. And I, I just liked it was really step by step and very reassuring. So anyway, we followed this plan and it it worked. And um, so so there's the thing. Do you want to well, have a plan? What? Well, hang on, hang on. Okay. So you know, any parent that has a child who doesn't want to sleep, especially you know that first year knows how awful and painful it is. And you've got everybody under the sun giving you advice and telling yeah. you what to do and how to do it. And you can try this or do that and um, eat this or do whatever it is. And all you know is you're exhausted and you're losing your mind because your kid won't sleep. I remember one of the worst moments of that first year was you had gone back to work and you were working overnights as your as a nurse, and I was home and putting our daughter to bed, and she would not sleep. It was the craziest thing, and you try everything you can think of. You're like rocking the crib, or you have your hand on her, or whatever, and you try to leave the room, and the room creaks, the floor creaks, and they wake up screaming and yelling. And I remember at one point, she was screaming and crying, and I was in the room screaming and crying back at her, just being like, can you sleep, please? <laughs> and so you get to this point where you're desperate. You're like so desperate that you'll do anything at that point to get your child to sleep, it feels like. Yeah. And you may remember, I, I know one of those times... I took her and put her in the car, yeah. in the car seat, in the middle of the night, and just drove around. Yes, because she liked to sleep in the car. Because she would sleep in the car. Mm -hmm. And so I just drove around for like two hours so you could get some sleep, and so that the baby could get some sleep, and that eventually I thought, oh good, maybe I'll get some sleep too. <laughs> and so, you know, I say that because it's really important because it shows you that as a parent, you get to the point where these short-term decisions you make, you forget about the long-term impact. 
You, you just get so focused on the short term, you don't think about the long term. And so you're like, I'm so desperate right now. I'll go out in the car for two hours at three o'clock in the morning just to get them to sleep. Yeah. Or I'll bring them into our bed and let them sleep between us and the baby will sleep, but we won't sleep well. Yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot all that when I skipped right to the book. Yeah. So, the you know, it, you do these short-term decisions because you're desperate as a parent, but those often don't give you good long-term results. Or sometimes it seems nice. Like when the baby first comes home, you kind of think, this is nice. We're cuddling together. Mm -hmm. Like the baby, like you're so enthralled and raptured that you're, I do remember that. I never wanted anyone else to hold her. And so it's like, oh, we, she loves me. We sleep together. Not all the time, but you know, like she sleeps when I hold her. That's so lovely. And then you realize you want to, you know, not have that. Right. And then the problem, and of so course, safe. is the next time it's time for bed, your child doesn't want to be alone in the yes. crib. They want to be in the bed with you yeah. or they want to go in the car seat. And so you create this cycle where the short term decisions you make end up having longer negative impacts on everybody. Yeah. The baby gets more tired, which makes it harder for them to sleep. You get more tired, so you make worse decisions along the way, and it just kind of rolls and rolls and rolls. And so that's where we were at when you just kind of made that decision of, you know what? This isn't smart. Yeah. We're making poor short-term decisions and aren't helping any of our well-being you know, long-term. We're not getting anywhere, not making right. any progress. Which led you then to say... I got to find a good longer term decision. Yes. Which was the book. Right? Yes. Good. Okay, so yeah. So so it worked. And if yeehaw. And um so I followed the rules of that book with every child thereafter and you know some took longer than others. It wasn't a perfect recipe as we all know that doesn't happen with parenting. But I needed a plan. I needed to follow the plan. I mean, we all did. Um, and <laughs> sometimes we had trouble sticking with Whew, that. It was it's painful not easy sometimes, right? We would have to talk each other down, of like, "Don't back off." You know, this is this is what happens, and we it's gonna pay off. And it did. Um, and it did. And and so I guess part of the message there is sometimes you have to in making the right decision. There's short-term pain for long-term gain, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, nobody will tell you, or we will surely won't tell you that it was easy to get them to sleep. The process was tough and painful. And, you know, again, there's all sorts of ways to do that, but it was not an easy process. But we knew that if we could get to the point where our daughter and then our children could sleep on their own, it was going to be so much more holistically healthy for them, so much more holistically healthy for us, that everybody would be in a much better and healthier place mm -hmm. and happier and joy-filled and all that stuff. And, and we did get to experience that yes, when it we, came to sleep. Yep, we did. And and instead of just playing it by ear and going, saying, well, some someday the kid's going to sleep, like right. when they're 14 years old, or, yeah. you know, you hear all kinds of things like, oh, they're going to sleep when they have to, or... You know, it, it doesn't just happen like that. Like so many parenting things, you have to intervene. So um, that that's something that I hear all the time from parents that they're complaining about their lack of sleep, but they 
aren't following a plan. Yeah, they don't want to make the decisions that will lead to the long-term yeah. healthy good effects. Yeah. I don't want my baby to cry. I don't, you know. And that's what want... we want to keep coming back to again here is that short-term decisions have long-term effects. And so make good short-term decisions that will lead to good, healthy, long-term effects, not short-term decisions that actually harm the long-term Yeah, so do you have like another Yeah, I mean, let's something a little simpler is, I mean, we've all had our kid throw a tantrum or our kid get grumpy or crabby. We're in the grocery store or back before COVID, you go out to eat or whatever it is and they're crying and, you know, you just want them to be quiet or you don't, you know. And so what do you do? You either give them some food, give them a cookie, get, you know, something like that, or you give them your phone, give them a screen, right? And instantly it stops it. They're quiet, they're preoccupied, and you're like, phew. Perfect. But that's a poor short-term decision. Yeah. Because long-term, you've just dug a deeper hole for yourself. Yeah, now what are they learning? They're learning exactly. every time they cry, what happens? Yep. Just kind of like the sleep thing. If I don't sleep, if I don't do this, mama's going to hold me. Yeah. And if I cause a fuss in the carriage, I'm going to get X, Y, or Z. Yeah. If I do this, I'm going to get exactly what I want. I mean, that's what we learn. Rather that- than making the harder decision, which is sometimes you have to remove your child from the situation. So if you're out somewhere and your kid's misbehaving or whatever, rather than just giving them the phone, you have to remove them mm-hmm. or you have to take the extra effort effort to talk with them, to settle them down, to leave if you have to. And nobody wants to do that, but they learn a long-term lesson when that happens. Yeah. Next time. Next time, they're not going to lose their wigs. Or maybe it takes three times. It may take three times. But in the end, you've got a kid who learns self-control. You've got a kid who learns respect. You've got a kid who learns what's appropriate, what isn't appropriate, rather than a kid who thinks, if I make a big enough scene, I'll get attention and get what I want. Right. And it's going to, it doesn't, that's going to carry over to the next stage. So Absolutely. If they're, if they're two that's important. Or th- if they're two or three years old and this continues, it's going to keep happening to when they are teenagers and they don't yeah. respect you and they don't listen to you and... They throw a tantrum in in a different way. Right. And the decisions get harder and harder. And, you know, this is where having seen some foster kids and interacting with them where they were so desperate for attention from their parents that they act out in the craziest ways. And that continues through their teenage years and the acting out gets really awful. And there's not health involved with that at all. And so this idea that as parents, if we can think about the simplest short-term decisions that we're making at each moment of parenting and understand that they will have long-term implications, it really gives you kind of a strength and courage Mm -hmm. and commitment to say, okay, I'm going to try to do the right thing here, even if it's the hard thing, because down the road, it's better for them, it's better for me. It's better for everybody. It's better for the family. Yeah. It's better for the community. It's really just long-reaching. Yeah. Is that the word? Far-reaching. Yeah, far-reaching. Yeah, yeah. Far-reaching. And um, 
Shoot, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember. Yeah, short-term decisions as parents have long-lasting effects. And so the question for you as a parent is, are you going to make short-term decisions that are the easy way out of the situation? Or are you going to make short-term decisions that are challenging, hard, tough, that will lead your kid to a healthier place? And part of being a parent is making the hard decisions. Yeah. And parenting's hard work. <laughs> it ain't easy. It doesn't ever really n- not get hard, but some of these things they not get easy. They y- y- yes, what? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's always hard. hard. It's, it's always, always hard. hard. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But um it's so rewarding to see yeah. these things pay off and the fruition of the hard work on everyone's behalf and your kids verbalizing and thanking you not in that exact way but really understanding what you've done to help them become these healthy adults yeah and to see other people struggling with their teens and knowing wow this could have really been avoided if some of these issues were really um addressed it's Love a culmination of a lifetime yeah. at the, up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the key is in why we called this podcast Parent with Purpose is because as parents, we need to understand that uh, everything we do has an impact on our kids. Every decision that we make, every lesson that we're teaching them, everything that we are doing with them has a lasting impact and so it's really important that we parent with purpose that the decisions we make even when they're hard for our kids is done with a purpose for a reason and that's going to lead our kids our families ultimately our communities to just places of good health and Mm -hmm. happiness and i will say that for someone who's got a personality like me type a uh, you it helps it helped me and it still helps me feel under control and feel like I can do this because I do have a plan and so I'm not just willy-nilly I have a plan I can stick to it it's hard but it helps me feel under control and then and so it's not it's a two-way thing because my f- children can then see me stay under control and me make choices rather than me. F- I mean, not that I don't fly off the handle, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> they, maybe, they do see maybe once they- <laughs> in a while. I don't know. But when I come back to it, we all get it. Yeah. And, and let's, you know, that ties into this whole idea that it's not just healthy for your kids. You know, it's not just leading your kids to holistic happiness and health. It's, it's for you as parents, too. It allows you to be the best parent you can be. And so you're not acting out of frustration. You're not acting out of exhaustion. You're acting out of a place of purpose and a place that's planned. And you're saying, okay, what, what, am, I, what am I trying to do here? I'm trying to raise a healthy, happy child. What will make my child happy and healthy? Okay, well, like you said, sleep. And so what's a plan that will get my kid the sleep they need? They need 8 to 12 hours of sleep a night or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And 10 to 12 hours of sleep. And so 
I need to create habits and routines and a plan so that my kids are at the point where they know this is how we act as a family. I'm getting my 10, 12 hours of sleep as Mm -hmm. a little kid. And we know how much teenagers need their sleep and to eat right and all those things. And so we're going to have a plan in place, a purpose in place. And as it makes them healthy and happy, and it makes us happy (laughs) and healthy because you're not dealing with all the crap that comes with kids being knuckleheads all the time. Right? Right. And um, we are repeating ourselves probably a little bit here over and over, but there's it also helps when the two parents, when, you know, you've created this purpose, you know, you have a purpose and you can, you're working as a team instead of at cross purposes and feeling like I want to rock the baby. I want the baby to cry it out. You come to a plan with a purpose. We both want this baby to sleep. Okay. There's multiple plans. How can we do it so that we're all happy? So there's lots of approaches, but if you pick approach an approach that works for you, that's that's going to get you where you want to go. Yeah, good, good. All right, so we're going to wrap up this first episode of Parent with Purpose. We want to thank all of you for listening in, and uh, we'll be posting the next one soon, and we hope you'll join us. Feel free to subscribe so you get uh, yes, updates you must subscribe. And to when the next one comes out, which we'll be working on soon. And uh, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Wait, I have a good... Okay, that was good. But I've I've read something today. It's kind of funny. Okay. Parenting hack. There are no hacks. Everything is hard. These kids don't listen. This is your life now. Godspeed. (laughs) That's perfect. Great way to end. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for joining us on Parent with a Purpose. And we'll talk to you again next time. Bye.